kick it off. Good evening and welcome to Being Black and Craft, where our mantra is, we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. I'm Angie, the Undernumbered Vixen. I'm the moderator. I have Kendrick here, who is part of our Mod Squad. And I'm hoping that we'll get some questions answered, or maybe we'll have more questions that we can kind of share with our beer friends, our festival friends. So this is going to be really a great open forum, hopefully, uh, that has been in your mind, or maybe you've seen some things. So I have, I've had more than one occasion of the conversation where I'm asking, hey, are you going to XYZ? And again, mm, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I'm still trying to figure it out. And it may be like weeks away or maybe a month away before it's time to travel. And so now it's almost like the cookout or the family reunion where you call and, and ask, well, who are all going to be over there? And so that's where I kind of got the title from. And <clears throat> I'm not only talking about beer festivals, which, of course, that's going to be the main uh, idea, but I'm talking about festivals, period. Even things that maybe your friends are going to. People are not showing up. So why do y'all think that is a reason why people aren't going to beer festivals since we all outside now? Probably the cost of travel. Okay, travel. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, of course, these are high-ass prices. I mean, you know, I still go back talking about how high these damn Oreos are. I mean, I'm just saying, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some people are more selective, uh, you know, on what they on what they put their money and everything towards. I mean, I was traveling a lot last year, um, but this year I've been, you know, uh, slacking on it. So, um, and the festival that I'm looking forward to, um, I went to, I went to uh, Barrel and Flow last year, but this year uh, my main focus is going to Fobab um, out in Chicago. Um, so, Come on. For sure, for sure. So um, I actually been two years in a row, and this will be my third year. So uh, it's a uh, it's a good 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 old time. But yeah, um, but August was a bad month for me. Well, not a bad month, but it's just a busy month for me this year. So I won't be able to uh, do the uh, repeat of Barrel of Flow, but maybe next year. Okay. I'm going to actually follow up on that and say definitely it's it's a cost thing. You know, everything is definitely going up. Um, you know, just trying to survive with food and all that. It's just like you really got to pick your battle. So for me, I was look, really looking forward to going to Bear and the Flow, but it's, I'm not going to make it because that's the same weekend my daughter is going to be going to college. So I have to, you know, drop her off, you know, and I thought about, okay, well, maybe I can go to Bear and the Flow and then take her that Monday, but the cost is just astronomical. So for me, I'm just trying to look forward to, uh, until I get her off and settled in school, I'm just looking forward to like local beer fest. So yeah, definitely come to Fobab, but Fobab is, is, is a good party, you know, but if you're going to get your tickets, do the Saturday session. Friday is all right, but do Saturday session. So that's what a party at. Definitely. Uh, Kendrick talked to us about Fobab and Fobab Fest. That event and how he just kind of don't know how who he linked up with, but 
he had a nice good old time. He was still, I think it was like a whole week later, he was like, he started talking about it and got drunk again. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, definitely, definitely a good time down there. So, yeah, for sure. So that's a great uh, point, Kendrick. Um, anyone else that has, that wants to uh, just share and tell us what festival that you are looking forward to. Um, so for the people who just came, what I was asking, just in general, what what are some of the reasons why you think either yourself or some people that you know are just not getting out, out to beer festivals or festivals in general? And so Kendrick mentioned travel. So what else do y'all think is a reason why people are not uh, getting getting up and going out to festivals? I also think people get burned out from beer, to be honest with you. I think people just find that it's just easier to just enjoy beer in a smaller local group um, or if that, or people just kind of just taking a break from it for a little bit. So it could be, you know, cost. on, And I mean, the people that I've talked to, they're just burnt out from festivals and kind of like the beers all together. So they just kind of taking a break from it. Mm, okay. Okay. And Jolanda, I wanted to ask you a real quick question before I move on to something else. So for you, do you know approximately how much a ticket costs to go from Chicago to Pittsburgh? Is it in now, the still? Now that I don't know, because when I went, the one time I went to when it was Fresh Fest or whatever, I drove. So uh, I, I, yeah, I drove because I was vending. So it was like a six hour drive for me from my door to the Airbnb that is beta. So I couldn't tell you the cost of the flight. That's right. Okay. So it is drivable for you. So, okay. Because it's like five, almost $600 from uh, Texas. Um. So yeah, I was uh, just moving on. I was just thinking about we have so many new breweries that are popping up, black-owned breweries are getting, you know, doing the doing collabs, doing some self-distro, um, and they don't have time to actually go because they're trying to get their business off the ground. Um. Although, of course, it's a great opportunity to kind of showcase whatever. But, um, for instance, when I was asking Sean about going to um, Craft Beer Con, he was like, yeah, I can't. And that's when he was, you know, telling me, um, we're about to do something big, you know, don't tell anyone. And that, you know, then he uh, is getting, you know, Black Viking is going up another another rung so i was thinking that's maybe another thing and going back to what shaman was saying about being burnt out is it maybe as far as the cost and being able to go around the corner at the very most drive maybe 30 minutes away it's just a little bit more appealing comparing to getting up and going somewhere else and in your in everyone's perspective state um how many beer festivals do y'all have 
this approximately. I know, Shalonda, I know y'all have quite a bit, but <laughs> we have too many. Sometimes. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know you don't have time in. I knew. But like, well, actually, go ahead. I would say big events that people actually look forward to, to be honest with you, I'm going to say in the, it's going to be two that people like from the mass of actually look for. That's Dark Lord Day um, that Three Floyds put on. And that's usually in May. And then you have FOBAP, Festival of Barrel Age Beards in November. Now we have other little smaller fests that, you know, kind of pop up or whatever, but they are not on the scale of FOBAP and Dark Lord Day. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Raphael? Because I know that you're not in Texas. I'm looking at everybody who's not in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, on our end, it's, I guess, probably like a good four or five. But, you know, from, I guess, from where I'm at in Jersey, you can either go north or south and, and hit, you know, and hit a beer festival. And now is, you know, it's getting into where the breweries are actually kind of doing their own thing. Um, I know just like down in Maryland, I know one that I want to go to. I just haven't had a chance to, Burley Oak. Uh, down in Maryland has their own beer fest and it's been going like for a couple of years and I know just within a good three hour drive you could hit like a couple so you know some of those cases you know some of those people that have you know been venturing out in past years as Kendrick and you know everyone was saying you know with the cost of travel you know why would you want to go out when you know hey you could you know take a day trip go hit a beer fest and then, and be back home you know before it gets too late So it's similar it, here in Nevada. Sorry, Angie. Um, as far as like here locally in Vegas, there's one brewery that does a seasonal um, festival. So that's four times a year for them. And then we have the Great Vegas Beer Festival that happens twice a year. And then we have the biggest little invitational that happens up in Reno. So those would be the main ones that everybody kind of looks forward to here. But, you know, we're four-ish hours from L.A., um, about five to six, depending on traffic, to San Diego. So we're close enough. Um, if there are big events in California, people are heading down for those. Is there one uh, festival on any scale, Ashley, for you, that it doesn't matter? Um, I'm, a five, I'm, I'm going to find the five or somebody... Uh, blesses me with a ticket, I'm going. What festival would um, that be for you? I think I have to answer your question with a clarifying question. Sure. As a consumer, just to go and drink and kick it, no. If I'm going for business, for sure. And I think uh, Craft Beer Professionals is definitely mm -hmm. one of those ones that I will not miss. If I can help it, smaller. Um, I think they cap it at 200, whereas CBC, again, I will not miss CBC, um, which some people don't necessarily quantify as a beer festival, but there are beer festival aspects there. Um, and then Great American Beer Festival, I will be going to, but to be perfectly candid, the festival aspects of it, I don't like at all. Like the amount of people in matching zebra onesies and it's it's just like a frat party on meth i don't care for it at all um so yeah it, it, and i think i'm at that point now where and you know i've been going all year up until now i'm looking forward to getting back to smaller festivals where i'm not speaking 
I'm not pushing necessarily a mission or representing anybody just going and drinking and enjoying myself. Okay. Uh, coffee? Is there any anything that you could share or Rob or Janelle as far as why you think people are not going to festivals or beer festivals because I put uh, especially for you coffee because I said beer festivals but I was talking about all festivals like you know we have uh, Danae and Blanc we have uh, Margarita Ball um, and I know that you've gone a couple times and you was like yeah I'm not I'm over it I'm not going again or I'm why are you putting off. me out there why are you putting me out there because <laughs> your, your your voice is needed and you and you've done that when I was like, "Oh, you ready to go?" And you're like, "I'm oh, doing that." And so, um, could you tell us why? So for me, it's really um, I want to spend my money elsewhere, and that's just an honest answer. If I keep going to the same things, that's money that I could be using to go somewhere else and have a different experience. Um, it doesn't negate that I had great times and maybe I'll go back in the future, but I just, um, like this will be my last year going to Barrel and Flow for a few years because I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna cost a G for us to be there. And I could spend that on something else. Cause like she said, our tickets, well, hers was a little bit more, but our airfare ticket, the hotel, food, getting into the festival, the things at the festival, like I could have spent that doing something out of the country. I could have spent that going to a festival I've never been before. Like there's a uh, wine festival in Oakland that I'm interested in going to next year. So it's just really to use those funds for other events that are similar, but different just to have a different experience. Okay. Rob or Janelle, y'all have any uh any thoughts as far as why people aren't going? Your either for yourself or for anyone that you know. Um, I can share for me, and I, I agree with um okay. that I was that was just shared. I'm for me, it's I've um paid a lot already this year. I I did end up going to Nashville and then um to uh, Craft Diffraction and then see. BP and I enjoyed them all and they were lovely and I had a great time and if I could I would go to Barrel and Flow but it's it's a matter of I've the few pennies I, I had I already spent on you know airfare and registration and hotels and food and then one to buy beer while I'm there <laughs> Ubers like just I mean it just adds up everything counts and it's just I only have so much pocket change and I ran out of funds. Angie, I ran out of funds. So, so it's just a matter of recovering for the rest of the year. And then 2024, yeah. you know, because um, pretty much um, every place I do have to fly. There's, I don't really have a driving option, at least where everything is located for me. I'm in Florida. Um, so as far as like the big ones, um, Barrow Flow and Atlanta and, and, you know, all of that, I have to fly. So it's money. It's money. That's for me. So but I would if I could. So what would be um, if you had the five and the ten with no no strings at all, what would be the one festival that you would go to, period? Like in a minute, you'd go. 
for me, you, um, um, I would say, I think um, Ashley mentioned it earlier, but I would say CBP, I, I, um, I was able to go for a little bit this year. I, I wasn't able to say the whole time, but something about size and uh, which is a smaller conference. And I think just the intentionality around sessions and panels, um, it could be overwhelming. I did, I did go to my first CBC in Nashville this year. And I, I, I mean, I, I loved it, but I think as a newcomer to beer, it was, it was a bit overwhelming. And, um, and it's just so many people. I've never been to Barrel Flow. Um, although I've heard great things about it and I, I mean, it's on my, on my list. Like if I can get it together for next year of 2024, I definitely want to go to that. Um, so, but, so that's just where I am now. If I, if I had the money now, I would definitely go to Barrel Flow. But as far as the feel of a conference, I like the smaller, more, um, into intimate fit settings for conferences. You think that that, um, that's a great point, Janelle. I, I think that um, the more intimate setting, 300 or less, and that's considered being intimate, um, is a little bit better. And you can actually make those connections. Now, I like, I like to be able to have fun. And if by chance I can make some type of connection with someone when I get back to my home, that's great. Um, because... I mean, for the most part, you probably flip the picture. Oh, yeah, what's this guy's name? And you, or what's this person? They were working with this company, and it's all a blur um, because you're filtering through hundreds and hundreds of people compared to I was in this panel and it was like 30 people, and I remember talking to this person. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can see that as being a thing. Now, I happen to talk to a vendor and i talked to someone at a brewery a brewery owner trying to get their take on what's going on with the lack of people going to beer festivals and shalanda you may kind of remember from when you did your barrel and flow so let me get the vendor i talked to uh our our very own sean uh 17 drip and he's, you know, of course, he's always very passionate. But one thing that he put in perspective, because also, you know, he is always traveling. And one thing that he has mentioned to me, probably since I met him, he has to travel out of state because in state in Texas, going around to festivals or going around to uh vending something where he's vending things don't sell and he says it's because you know he's been at the brewery they know him so they're thinking oh you're going to let me have this glass no i i need you to pay for this glass so he had to kind of take himself out of the um equation and go elsewhere where he gets better sales but he said that the cost to be a vendor at a location you do maybe like 38% of breaking even, sometimes it's less, depending. And the way that he gave me the skew was he thinks, and I want to see if y'all agree with it, that the beer festivals are too long. 
they go on too long. And I can kind of attest for that because we just did a bottle share where I kept on saying I was about to leave and I never did. And I was there from 1.30 to 9 o'clock. So normally your beer festivals, your VIPs come in at 12, like 12 to 2 or something like that. Then your general admission uh, comes in from like uh, 2 to 3 o'clock and it lasts until 9 o'clock. So he's his idea is the first, I'm going to say, four-hour shift, nobody, he, I, I won't say what he said, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to remove all the cuss words. Uh, he said, no one is really looking at anything that you have to sell, per se. They're trying to, they're trying to kick it. They're trying to, you know, enjoy food, trying to enjoy the drinks and whatnot. And then I, I also thought, I'm not going to go and do any vending or purchasing anything because I don't want to carry it for five hours, six hours, right? So the sweet spot for our vendor is about the last three hours or so to make a sale. Shalonda, how how did it go for you when you did your vending? Is that kind okay. of close or? I will say, so that was the first time I had ever vended. Um, and it was fun, but it was a very tiring, exhausting experience because I was stuck to that table the whole day. Um, I didn't really get to bounce around and really enjoy. I was lucky in the fact that um, they and them had given me such a sweet spot because I was like at the cross corner. So my sales did kind of kick off pretty early. But when I look back at the money that I spent to make sure I had enough product as far as T-shirts and as far as glassware, you know, then I had my tent. And then, you know, because I had to vent, I ended up renting a car. It was like I maybe made 20% of that back, if that, you know. So I said that once, you know, if I ever got back to like bear on the flow, I wasn't going to vent. I was dead set on that. I was like, I wanted to just come and party. For me, I found vending is not it for me. I would rather just go and, and enjoy the party than go through the headache of trying to vend any, anything anymore. So yeah, it's exhausting because we had to be there like early to set up and then you're there until like the very last moment. And then you have to, you know, break it down. By the time you do that, I think I get back. I think we got back to the, the house about 10 o'clock. And I was tired, you know, <laughs> a few of the housemates, they all went out, but because I had to get up and leave the next morning at six o'clock, I was exhausted. So yeah, vending would, would not be happening for me again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know what we did and what I plan to do for this year is um, we had, we set up a website and did t-shirts. Um, so I guess you know how the old uh, world famous chocolate, we all had a section of t-shirts and um, just kind of divvy them out to people to sell because when we wore the shoes, oh, I want one. So, all right, I got you. Um, or even doing, hey, here's the t-shirts. If you want, if you want it, you can do a pre-order or wait till you get back. That's, that was another way that um, we, we kicked around um, doing t-shirt vending um but yeah if you don't get to 
really enjoy the experience, especially how that year that you were there, uh, other than the house party, I can see why it's like, yeah, I'm not doing none. I'm going to enjoy period. Um, Jerry and Jamie, welcome. So we were just uh, kind of kicking around as far as like beer festivals, who all is going to be there and why, why do you think people are not going? We've mentioned travel and money burnt being burnt out. And so what we're talking about right now is vendors. And I talked to Sean a couple of days ago and he was saying that, you know, the cost to vent to be a vendor at a festival, you may get maybe like 20% of your sales back because people are not necessarily looking for you at that festival for the first four, four or some odd hours. So, go Very ahead, interesting. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I, maybe that's another way that people need to, when you pay a vendor fee, that vendor fee should be more than just the booth set up at the actual event. Maybe that, maybe some of that money should be going towards not just your name on a poster, but somehow, somehow a promotion a little bit of that vendor. I mean, I know that that's not what people are coming for, but if they're paying to be a part of the festival, which helps keep the festival on, that could be an idea to help, you know, to promote your vendors and talk about why, you know, those types of things. And, um, and we, and, and knowing Sean, I know maybe some other people don't, but knowing Sean, Sean definitely puts his promotion hat on when he's going to any festival because he's all about, you know, he understands. It's like, look, I'm going to promote myself. If nobody else promotes me, I'm going to make sure I'm putting my word out there, you know, his dope beer alerts or, you know, dope ass festival alerts and stuff like that. So he does his part. Um, and maybe that's something from the other side. As far as festivals in general, I mean, I think it's all about unique experiences that people are looking for. Um, and this is kind of pre-pandemic. Um, people are looking for unique experiences. And it's one of the reasons why I was very attracted to Barrel and Flow. Uh, I was very attracted to, at least virtually, the Queer Bear Festival, because there wasn't anything quite like that and some different conversations we could have with different people in the room. Um, now, I only went to the virtual one on that one only because the, I wasn't able to make the one that they did, um, the one that I saw they did in person. And even this year, they're only going to be doing a box from halftime, which I think is another, I, I really, I, I've said it on, on my podcast before, I have to shout out Jim Price for the virtual Craft Beer Con. I, I it really means a lot, and I know uh, during the pandemic it really did, but it really means a lot to be able to participate in some way. I'm not asking for every single, because I, I know it's probably impossible to have every single uh, session on video, but it means a lot that I'm able to participate in that virtual way. I mean, when an organization like BevNet is doing their uh, Brewbound Brew Talks virtually, and I can participate. I then it, it makes me, you know, put um, all of what Jen does, you know, if not the exact same level higher, 
because they're giving way more content and more um more things so i just have to shout that out um perhaps if people had virtual some virtual types of things maybe certain gift boxes so maybe if you can't go here's a and barrel and barrel and flow did that one year they had the little barrel and flow kit and you could buy that from Tavor. and i know there's issues with Tavor, and i'm sure that it costs some some belly aches but um at least it was some way to participate and be a part of it and maybe plant that seed to come in person all right rant over Brand all. Um, I can definitely uh, understand that. Yeah, we we. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, we did do do this reward thing um, with Barrel and Flow, and I think that that could easily be revisited with another distributor because there's I think there's more out there now. And I I do believe from what he was saying, as far as day, the cost and price to try to work with them was so overwhelming and they weren't giving enough to, you know, to balance it out. It was more of a, it was being more of a headache than it was worth. And people weren't, you know, getting the, uh, the, optimal experience that they were looking for that they were promised but i can see you know now that everything is kind of opened back up to try it again yeah jamie did you have anything that you wanted to share as far as um why you think that people are not going to beer festivals Your mic's off, but I can't hear you if you're saying something. Okay. Um, well, I'll come back to you, Jamie, because I can't, I can't hear, if you're talking, I can't hear you. So we talked about vendors and like I said, Sean, Sean was my uh, go-to person as far as vending. And I wanted to go back. I wanted to kind of go back. Do y'all think the beer festivals are too long from 12 to nine? Do you think that's way too long? On the vendor side? Yes. But on the consumer side, I'm going to say, I mean, it's a good mix because it gets people an opportunity mm -hmm. to kind of bounce in and out. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with being able to bounce in on an early session and then dip and go somewhere else or vice versa. Um, so the hours on the consumer side, works great um but vending side oh that shit long as hell <laughs> anybody I else with, i agree with shalanda um because you know my favorite beer festival is the one here and i don't mind staying there all day we got to get there early so we can get the best beer but i don't mind because i see my friends and i hang out but we generally spend like five or six hours at a beer festival and it's not bad i don't think i would have a problem with going and coming back like doing a turnaround if it wasn't so hot because after i leave and the wind kind of hits and i feel me being sweaty and disgusting i need to shower and then by the time i have to shower 
I'm sleepy, I'm relaxed, and I'm in bed. Um, so I know it, it just seems like, I guess for VIPs, because we've already got it in, you're already like kind of gone by four. You have to kind of re-up. But anybody else thinks from 12 to, 12 to 9 is, is good for a beer festival? And I'm just talking about not even like like Essence Festival where they can have like different sessions. I'm talking about just straight up drinking, looking at people, and um, getting a snack here and there. It's cool. So that's Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I guess it just depends on the audience. I mean, because not everybody. I mean, I guess it. I mean, I guess it's good to you know that way you don't have to rush to get up and go. But I know for me in any kind of festival, give me about two three hours tops, and I don't already made my rounds and seen what I needed to see, and after that I'm gone. But, but I mean, I guess for the people that that want to you know dip in a little later. I mean, say if something's in Texas and. We definitely ain't trying to move outside before five o'clock. You know, maybe that could work. But then on the other side, for the people that's pouring, you know, I mean, that's a long time for them to be staying. But hopefully, I guess within that time, you know, they'll be able to get a chance to run out of beer. But yeah, that's, but yeah, for me, two to three hours tops is good enough. And I mean, definitely if it's like a big enough crowd, then, you know, of course, then maybe four or five, but yeah. I don't. I don't know about the whole nine. I. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't stay that long at all. So. Yeah. And you know, one of the tricks they usually do is stagger their beer releases, right? So GABF does this, and of course, the Texas uh, Craft Brewers Festival does this. So they'll like, you know, if the if the festival's from twelve to six, they're going to make a special release of a unique beer at one, then another one at one thirty, and another one at two, another three. So it's to make you stay. For that special release that's going to come later now of course that depends on how much you want it and, and those types of things but those are one of those deals I'm, i mean i'm cool with it uh, it really depends on the environment of where i'm at if it, i'm with you if it's just too hot i mean because like here in texas you're okay I, i'm about done go inside and find some ac um but if it's if it's cool out there or if the vibe's fine or if there's music playing right that's one of the things i love about when there's music you can get into some other things and kind of make it a full day because it's not just there for the beer. Um, if you've got other things going on, art shows, um, other presentations, uh, then that may help me stay a little longer. Sherry, I forgot to ask, what is the hands down festival that you, no matter the cost or no matter the cost or time, that you would go to? without a doubt. It's, you know, it's tough to say no matter the cost, because I mean, there, there are always a time like, well, okay, it's just cost, cost prohibitive, I don't know. But I, <laughs> I'll, you know, if I can, if I can go to Barrel and Flow, um, you know, every year, I'd, I'd love to go. If I can go to Texas Craft Brewery Festival every year, I'd love to go. There are a few other festivals. Like I've never been to a uh, festival of wood age beers. I've, I've never been there and I've always wanted to go. Uh, I've never mm. been to, to Little Beer and Little Beer is the festival put on by Good Word that all the beers are 5.5% 5, 5 and below, which I think is a unique concept. And I'd love to check that out. 
So. Where is that? Duluth, Duluth, Georgia. Okay, okay. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Okay. And then um, Good, Good Beer Hunting used to put this particular festival on, um, but I don't know if they've moved away for it or if somebody else is doing it now, but they used to do the Uppers and Downers Festival, which I also wanted to go to because Uppers and Downers mm -hmm. is the, the coffee beer festival and you have the coffee makers there with the beer people and stuff like that. And I thought that was just a really cool concept. Oh yeah, that was a fun party. Um, Michael Kaiser kind of got away from doing that. Um, and I had asked him if he thought about bringing it back and he's just kind of up in the air with it as of right now. So hopefully he does bring it back because that was a fun party. Yeah, I remember, I remember Jerry talking about that because we we had also talked about that uh with him and his counterpart tony that is in on the in the audience today so all right i think we have some kind of good information so far so is fomo not uh, having FOMO, FOMO not a deterrent from you saying I ain't coming because I think that's also something that people deal with go ahead coffee girl you already know my answer no mm -mm. money number one money but no money. I don't, uh, no fear of missing out is definitely you want to be there with your friends you want to have that experience but no, it's like, no. And especially the older I get, no. Mine is fear of missing money. I'm with that one. Like, I got to move strategically. I mean, like I said, cost of living is just astronomical right now. So I'm okay with not going and like, oh, and looking at, you know, my feed and people who were there. Like, oh, it looked like it was a fun time, but... I'm not upset that I missed out on it because I'll look at my bank account and be like, nah, I made the right decision. <laughs> so let's, let, um, we have like a, about 15 minutes to go. So I also talked to brewery, well, to a brewery, a brewery owner. It seems like, or my perception is looking around, that when I was talking to uh, Molly from Celestial, uh, Jerry and Tony, I was talking to her and just like, what is it? And she's just like, yeah, we're, people are just not doing it, doing beer festivals. And her comment was, again, the cost to be one of the brewers to have a, you know, have a table set there, have their, um, kegs and, and all that whatnot whatnot and as they're growing they've been having little events at at their own establishment in fact they have a satellite uh, location that they've made to do something that is going beyond the normal beer festival they had um was it venus fest uh jerry that's what it was called that's but what it, it was called okay and so it was more, beer was, you know, there, but they did more artistic um, 
like installations and things of that nature that we don't usually get. We just kind of get, you know, beer and some pretzel necklaces, right? <laughs> That's about as good as we get. And the uh, take a picture with the St. Arnold's uh, mascot. So in your perspective regions, are you seeing some of the breweries, maybe the newer breweries, or maybe some that are a little bit older, but they're trying to get more people back into, hey, discover what's new again with us, having their festivals or events at their locations compared to, hey, you used to go to XYZ uh, Festival, but now you're only doing your own thing right there in town. Have y'all noticed that, that kind of shift from the breweries? Just doing their own thing and just staying at home? No? And Go ahead, to, I was going to say, and to confirm, I want to make sure um, when you say doing your own thing, much like going back, back to Venus Fest, they did invite some of the breweries there um there in the hometown so you're saying just basically if it's if it's a bunch of guest breweries coming close to me at a place close to me i'll go but mm -hmm. not going out someplace else i want to make sure i understood your question yes so even it's like maybe like like you put in the chat those um anniversary parties that are get, that get bigger and bigger bigger and better just with their own um taps or having an event where it's maybe two or three other guest breweries and just having something there compared to going to the big festivals if that's if that's what you're seeing or have you even noticed that good evening uh amber and aubrey so want to give you the want to give you all the opportunity let me kind of reset the room what we're talking about is you know festivals in general but specifically beer festivals and why people are not going and your thoughts we mentioned travel and the economic economic situation we also talk about vendors cuz it's a little bit it's well, not a little bit, it is pricey for them and they don't see a lot of return compared to buying that table that they're at. And so my last question was, we were talking, I was talking to a brewery and it seems like a lot of breweries are doing their own beer festivals or really nice beer anniversaries compared to going and say, going to GBAF. Have y'all noticed that in your neck of the woods? Or even a decline in beer going to beer festivals at all? And go ahead. Well, I can tell you one of the things that, that I'm seeing here in Florida, um, you know, the, the brewery owners will always tell you, you know, there's a, there's a significant expense that comes with participating in a beer fest. So they want to get the most bang for their buck. 
And most of the time that's clo staying close to home. So what a lot of the breweries here do is, uh, or the cities will do is they will have a uh, Orlando Beer Week or Miami Beer Week and a Tampa Beer Week. And then they'll have a festival that's associated with that. Some of y'all might be, I'm sure some of y'all are familiar with uh, the Irie Jungle Festival that's held down in, in Miami for Miami Beer Week. Those are the, the types of events that the breweries will say, okay, well, yep, we'll go and we'll participate in that because we distribute, you know, we may distribute throughout Florida. So we may be able to gain some new customers that way. Okay. Amber, any thoughts? She's taking a bite of her, out of her uh, snack there. Sorry, I was walking in my house. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the DC Beer Festivals haven't been hidden since post-pandemic. Um, like they're changing venues, trying to bring people, more people in, but like poor organization at said venues. And also like the breweries that end up being at those festivals just aren't very exciting or interesting rather. Um, and a lot of the events that used to be fun and popular in the city, just people, it doesn't seem like people are frequenting them. Um, of course, you know, Snallygaster, it's going to be a bunch of people because it is what it is. But that's one that people travel for as well. So, but all the small ones we used to have, like the Red, White, and Blue Beer Festival, they still have them. They're just not, they're not as big. They're not as good. So kind of stop going to all of those. And I stick to like the ones I know always put on a good, good festival, organized festival and have interesting beers there so you know i'm okay with travel if i know i'm gonna get what i want out of a festival oh okay uh let me kind of dive into that a little bit more so the red white and blue festival and festivals in that under that realm they have then well, they have breweries that will go to the bigger beer festivals, or are they just sticking to that one? Uh, most of them go to a lot of the ones in the city. So, like, they have the Red, White, and Blue Festival. They have the Cherry Blossom Festival. Um, they have the DC Beer Festival. And this year they had it twice. Um, well, they had it twice in what seems like 12 months. Um and the the fall one just you know there was good beer there but it was it was laid out terribly so lines were way too long but you see a lot of the same breweries every time so it's like unless they're doing okay. some seasonal or they're doing something special it's kind of just like eh, i've had their stuff before not like a hundred percent like geek to go have it again and if i really wanted it i could just go to the brewery Okay. And I, I think to me that that consensus is probably like at least 30 to 
if it's not something that's like out of state or something that's just like mind blowing that I haven't had and I can just go up to XYZ Brewery um, and I keep on seeing you every time I go to an event, I'm probably going to be burnt out. So my last question for everyone, because we basically have been talking about, I mean, we've been talking about other beer festivals, but we've mentioned the um, BIPOC, BIWOC festivals. And that's where I'm seeing the consensus as far as one of the initial declines. Do you think that we have hit a like a bump in the road as far as black beer festivals or black, you know more uh, Afrocentric beer festivals? Because technically, we only have two, and of course, you know, day doesn't day says it's not a black beer festival, and and I understand. But uh, let me put it in this perspective. Festivals where I would see more people that look like me compared to others. Is that fair? Do y'all think that we're tired of going because it's only two and we've, all, we've done the two? And we don't want to, you know, let's just wait it out a little bit longer. I don't know. I I wouldn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, someone else was no, about to speak. That was, that was me. Was, I've been speaking enough. No, no, no. I was going on. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm uh, tired necessarily just because there's two. There's always different things with the two. Um, I, I don't know if I agree that Gravel Flow is not a Black Beer Festival, but that's a separate conversation. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's just, there's always an opportunity to kind of do some different things. Right. And so this kind of depends on all of the different, um, things you can do to keep bringing value to a festival. Now, yes, after a while you will, I will stop going, but it doesn't just because I stop going doesn't necessarily mean other people can't continue to go and other people can find what's going on. I mean, it's been about 10 years, you know, craft beer and like a real big boom and the bust of breweries and like even just taking Texas or D Dallas Fort Worth, for example, you know, we went from like a few breweries opened up around 2011, you know, say, and then now we've got about 90 plus breweries here in just the DFW area. So just in that same type of expansion and all the breweries that are across the U.S., you know, there is a big expansion, and there has always been talk for a long time. Maybe that's just a little bit too big, especially if the uh, amount of drinkers coming out are not the same. So people just got to give different mm -hmm. experiences. Maybe it won't be a beer festival. Maybe it'll be, uh, uh, you know, something around uh, beverages as opposed to just beer. You know, um, and and Barrel Flow has always been that. Has always had spirits and needs and ciders and other things like that. You know, so you know, uh, maybe it's just the way it's marketed. Um, but it should 
I, I'm not tired of them. Uh, if anything, I've always wanted to go to Blacktoberfest. Uh, I just have not had the opportunity just due to doing both is kind of a little bit of a, a, a lag for, 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 the, for the money because that's a lot to put forth to both of them. But I would definitely make it mm-hmm. if I could. Anybody else? I'm kind of curious, especially for, you know, Barrel and Flow and Blacktoberfest, that there is another one coming soon. What would be your prediction? This is my last question. What would be your prediction of the next city that's going to have that up and coming beer festival? Houston. Okay. Well, there's the uh, change in the air festival that's happening in like Connecticut that is starting. I think it's in their, they're going on their third year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I hadn't heard it. It almost sounds like Smoke in the Water, which was a music festival that I've always wanted to go to. So that sounds just like it. Anybody else? Any predictions? I say Atlanta. DC should, but don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank y'all again for uh, coming and sharing with us about beer festivals. And I think that we still have a lot to experience and it seems like the consensus is if i had to choose i would like to be somewhere close by and have not only the enjoyment of beer but other factors that make me want to stay while i'm sipping that beer and i don't think that those caveats have changed when people started first thinking about having a beer festival, I think sometimes they've lost sight of it. Um, with the minutia of um, trying to set up all the uh, logistics. So with that being said, let me give my disclaimer or my plug. I'm going to Barrel and Flow, but I'm going early because we have... Um, a barrel and flow singles night it's going to be on that thursday and the brew is called oh i'm probably gonna say it wrong vellum v-e-l-l-u-m it's in a massive brewery they're very new but they have like old school games like ski ball uh some arcade games some pinball machines and they're going to have some activations as far as um, some artwork, all the different elements of Barrel and Flow, the artwork, we'll have music, and of course we'll have beer. And tickets are supposed to be going on sale. Not a whole lot. It's just kind of to help kind of cover the DJs that are going to be um, giving us music throughout the night. Like five bucks for um, early early admission so 
you'll start seeing those ads and that ticket uh, ticket event, like uh, ticket tailor or however they're going to do it. If you are not single, I would still say go to this location because that's how big it is. It looks like an an uh, an amazing location. So uh, I hope to see y'all there. And let's see, the 31st of this month, we're going to have Eco Tequila. Ricky with Ricky Kelly with Eco Tequila. Uh, and then Janelle. I'll have to talk to you because I am still, I was still trying to get uh, someone with uh, back that brewing, but they haven't, I need to check my emails, but I want to see about talking to you and let's finishing our discussion about Florida, Florida woman. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I'll begin out. We'll be talking this week so we can get that on the uh, calendar. But nothing else. I want to thank y'all again and appreciate all of your uh, input. And we will see y'all next week. But thank you for coming to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. And y'all have an amazing night. Mm-hmm.